This is Difference Makers. I'm Mike Lee, and we are very excited that our friends at Every Marriage Matters and Related Ministries have brought back Date Night PDX. In this case, it's Date Night Comedy this Saturday night, July 28th, 6 p.m. It starts at Rolling Hills Community Church in Tualatin, the big gorgeous church with the best sound system in the city of Portland for any church that I've attended. And it's right off of I-205 Exit 3. And one of the acts that we're blessed to have come to Comedy Night by Date Night PDX is the couple of Kristen and Danny Adams of Laughter is the Best Medicine. They are viral video creators, and you've probably seen them all around by now. Check out their website, which I'll post at truetalk800.com on the Difference Makers page, which is kristenanddanny.net. And you've probably also seen their lip sync videos on Facebook and Instagram and YouTube. So welcome, Kristen and Danny. How are you today? We are so good. How are you, Mike? We are thrilled to have you coming to town, and I have to ask you, with all of the various events that you performed at, have you ever done the Pacific Northwest before? No, we are so excited. When the initial talks came through about having us come in, we were so excited, one, to be a part of this event and to be able to hopefully encourage uh, marriages and bring some laughter that way, but we've never spent a lot of time in the Pacific Northwest, specifically Portland, so we can't wait. So where did the two of you meet in the first place? We met when we were both living in Los Angeles. We we both moved out there uh, in our in our early twenties, um, kind of to pursue the entertainment industry in different areas. Um, I'm originally from Texas. Danny's from Indiana, and so we both found ourselves out there. Uh, eventually, met through some shared friends. We were friends for a long time, friends for three years, dated for three years, and we are celebrating ten years of marriage this year. Oh, congratulations! That is awesome. So, thank you. As friends, did that make it easier to be able to say, oh, I know this person well. Maybe I really ought to prayerfully consider a future beyond just platonic friendship? <laughs> yeah, it, it did. I think, I, I think the, the trust factor was there. So you kind of get past the, uh, just the, maybe some of the weirdness that happens sometimes in early relationships. Just our trust factor was there. We knew we had a lot of fun together because we laughed together as friends. So that we that was established, but I knew, I knew he wasn't crazy. I mean, that's yeah. always a good yeah. Thing. You get rid of the creeper guy, uh, you know, just rule that out, and then you can move forward. <laughs> but but yeah, we we just knew that um, we had fun together. But nothing really prepares you when you start getting into a a more intimate relationship of the day to days of how someone is and responds to things. So yeah, until you make it yeah. official, I will say. Danny, one of the jobs he had when he was in Los Angeles as he was pursuing the entertainment industry is he was a personal trainer. And so I went to him for personal training when we were just friends, um, you know, just to get in shape. And I was hosting some television shows there. And had I known we were going to get married, I wouldn't have told him 90% of the stuff I told him during our training sessions. Because <laughs> you, you, you tell your trainer everything like you do your hairstylist or, you know, anyone in the service industry knows that. You're like a therapist, too. <laughs> And, and, uh, so yeah, so he saw, cause back then I wasn't, I wasn't really walking with the Lord. I mean, I, I had all kinds of stories I was coming in with at eight o'clock to train. And, and so he saw the good, the bad and the ugly of Kristen for sure. For sure. I was storing <laughs> them away in my files, Mike. I was, I was like, this is, I'm going to, this can come back to bite her one day. But 10 years of marriage later, obviously it worked out well for you. So we're very thankful for that. And did you imagine at the time that you might not only be a good couple together? 
but also a good ministry team together and an, an entertaining one, especially. That's a great question. Um, I actually did see that, and it was something that God had put on my heart and, and showed me snapshots of Kristen and I doing exactly what we're doing now, which is, I know it sounds crazy and maybe super spiritual, but God does do that. He, he, he can give you signs and signposts along the way to show you which direction is, is the way to go. And for me, he did expose that to me, uh, not necessarily for Kristen. No, when Danny told me that he had visions of us being in ministry together, he told me a little too early because this restless heart at that time was not ready to receive that. Um, I had never, ever thought of going into full-time ministry um, and didn't ever really even see our what we do for a job or career as being ministry. I always compartmentalized things. I thought, you know, Sundays for church, and then the rest of the week, just whatever happens, happens, and you go to church, and then whatever happens, happens, and then repeat the cycle. And so for me, at that time, I was like, you know, what I don't, don't ever say ministry again. And so Danny, <laughs> we, we went through a, a lot of hardships um, before we got to where we are now, and, and are still, you know, clinging desperately to God every day to, to get us through. And I think that's what really, no matter where we're at, whether we've been walking with the Lord for a minute or, you know, 10 years or 20 years, uh, we, we desperately need him and we can't do it without him. And that's, that's really what we've learned uh, through being together as a couple and just and having our own individual relationship with Christ is that, man, that desperation can never leave you. That's right. And Mike, one, one of the cool things, what that, that promise that he had kind of put in my heart of Chris and I doing ministry together actually came to pass 12 years from the day that he had first shown me those snapshots of Chris and I in ministry, 12 years later, we had our very first event where her and I are up on stage together. I pretty much cried the entire time because <laughs> I was like, God, you're so good. Um, but, uh, but that's just kind of a, maybe a, a word of encouragement to those out there that maybe God's put something in, in your heart or shown you some signs of something, whether it's for yourself or a loved one, that you can just stay the course and that that thing will be fulfilled and God redeems time. Yeah, his time is perfect. Twelve years later, and twelve is a good biblical number. So, so what do you do in between the initial vision that you'd received, Danny, and then yeah. the twelve years later? Well, first of all, you had to get Kristen on the bandwagon with you, which wasn't initially happening, right? Yeah, it wasn't. And, and one of the Bible verses that I stood on at the time was, the effective fervent prayer of a righteous man avails much. Uh, some buddies of mine at church, um, which I had to surround myself with, some great men of God that really encouraged me in my relationship uh, with Kristen, but first and foremost, my relationship with Christ, that I could get in, uh, involved in our men's ministry at my church and, and got uh, just got closer in my walk with God, was able to pray for Kristen in that season uh, before she so, sort of came on board, so to speak. But he was, he was praying for me, and I to kind of speed things up we we broke up when we were dating we broke up and and we were still going to the same church that's a whole testimony in and of itself god had kind of told danny to release me to him at that time and he said you know you've got to let her find me on her own you can't yeah. give her your relationship with me she's got to want that and and see, see me for herself and so he broke up that's a whole other hour program we'll have to talk about and so, but we were still going to the same church, which is really fun for anyone that's out there that has dated someone and then you break up, but you're still going to the same church. So we're sitting like on opposite sides of the sanctuary, you know, uh, really mature. And then um, there was a women's conference coming up that Danny knew about, obviously, because he was going to the same church. 
and he's praying, God, get her to that conference. And, and so I go to that conference. I stand in the back the entire time because I was going to go, I was just going to stay for like a minute and then go, go party with my old friends, <laughs> my old friends and call them afterwards. And so God had other plans for me that night because about 20 minutes into the, to the, you know, whoever was speaking that night, it was like she was reading my mail, this woman. And even though there was a thousand people in the place, it was like her and I were just there. And when they did an altar call that night, I was like, at the time, the last person in the world that would ever get up in front of a group of people and, and admit weakness and, and, and just do something like that to say, God, you're real and I want to know you. And I felt like angelic hosts were pushing me to that altar because I, to this day, don't remember walking. I wept. I cried. I don't even know if anyone else came up that night for the altar call because I was like face down crying <laughs> and I was the last one to leave. They were like, man, we got to go. We got to shut the church doors, the staff leaving. And I called Danny that night after we'd been broken up for uh, some time and he answered my call and he hadn't been answering my call the entire time we were broken up. So um, he answered the call because he knew the women's conference was that night. Yeah. And I just really heard humility on the other line, you know, which was, which was something that I really hadn't heard much from Kristen up until that <laughs> point. Ouch. And, uh, and, but it was, it was awesome. And I just, you know, maybe Mike, that could be uh, a word of encouragement for anyone out there that has someone that they really love and that they've been praying for, uh, that they want their, you know, their loved one, their, someone in the family to come to know the Lord. But sometimes we just need to get out of the way and let God do his work in their life. And the best thing that we can do for them is pray. There's sometimes nothing that we can do in the natural to manufacture that, that, that experience for them, you know, for that to happen for them, but just praying and believing that God is going to have his perfect work done in their life. Uh, it's, it's a special thing when it happens. We can be so selfish when it comes to relationships. We want what we want when we want it. And if God says, put the brakes on, is that especially hard? Oh, absolutely. absolutely. Especially for us. You know, invested, yeah. we, were, we were a year and a half invested into this relationship. Um, we, we had moved in together, which is not something we recommend now because we weren't, we weren't married at that time. Um, so during the breakup, we got our own places and that, I mean, that was hard to go from, you know, being marriage. Yeah. Playing marriage and asking God to bless something that isn't under his covenant, but we were playing marriage, playing house. And then we break up, we move out, we're going to the same church. I come to the Lord. We get back together, but it was very slow. We, we kind of, you know, trust had been broken, hearts had been hurt. So we had a lot of, it was like we dated two different people for a year and a half. We both had a version of each other where we're living together and had a lot of immature coping methods and things like that. And then we move out and we start dating again. And we dated a year and a half, like two different people. I mean, truly when God says he'll make you a new creation, he means what he says. And and so we had a lot of people that didn't really know what was going on that were like, man, you guys have been together for two years. Aren't you going to get married? And I'm like, well, we've really only been together like six months with the, the new creation. <laughs> so, um, so we had to like have a whole another year and a half of going, okay, what is this walk? If we're going to be serious, like if we're sold out and this is a lifestyle, not just a Sunday thing, this is like a lifestyle, you know, what, what, what's important to you? What do you think about family and finances and this and that? And had, we had all those important discussions, but with God's perspective on it. Um, and it just, it, we were more close and intimate without being intimate. If you know what I mean? The way the world says to be intimate, where you live together and having marital sex and all these things, 
we were more intimate with each other during that second year and a half Absolutely. than any any moment we had had in that first year and a half. And that and, and and the only thing that changed is that we got serious about knowing Jesus and having him radically change our hearts was giving it to him. And and so we've been trying to stay in that, you know, desperate posture um, since that day. And we've still had our challenges, you know, in our 10 years of marriage. And I know we're going to continue to have them. But man, when you're both on board, just ready to say, like you, like you said, we want when we want, when we want it right now. And, and that's the number one cause of all relationship and marriage problems is our selfishness. That's and right. you have to have that hum- dose of humility every morning that's like, God, I don't deserve any good thing. Any good thing I have is from you. Right. You know, my spouse is a flawed person. I'm a flawed person. And help us to have that grace for each other that you give me every moment. Yeah. I love the fact that you, Kristen and Danny, have taken your experiences, especially the hard ones, and you've incorporated them into your program, Laughter is the Best Medicine, and emceeing live events and speaking at marriage conferences and just bringing people to a point of transparency in your life while entertaining them but steering them toward Christ, saying, yes, the world's going to tell you this, but when God changed this in our lives, here's what really happened. Are you able to incorporate what you do with your kids and homeschooling into laughter is the best medicine? We do. It kind of depending on what event we are, you know, working at, if what kind of what makes sense to bring in. But like you said, I mean, our our weeks are made of making our Friday videos because we post a new video every Friday. And then I, when Danny's, you know, he's editing, he's our, he's our only editor right now. So a lot of people that follow us, they, they know sometimes we post on Saturday mornings because... It's just us over here trying to make, trying to make our Friday video deadline. So he's editing. I'm homeschooling the kids, and then we're doing things like this in between, where we're, um, you know, taking calls and 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 talking about upcoming events and creating content for our live shows and, and just saying, God, you know, what do you want us to do? Where do you want us to go? And so um, the kids are definitely like we've explained to them, as I feel every Christian family should that. Wherever you're doing and serving together as a couple, this is a family mission. Yeah. You know, for our kids, they know that whenever we're in in our driveway in the car, lip syncing, wearing a lot of costumes, whether we're doing that or, you know, traveling to host a live event, this is our family legacy and they're a huge part of it. So we want them to take ownership in that. Um, so they never resent when we're gone. They never resent when we're, we need a minute to go film a video or they're happy to jump in you know, when it is because we're like, guys, this is not about us. This is about other people. It's always going to be that way. And, and we just want whatever we ever little talent we have, you know, to just be given right back to him. And we really believe that whatever you're good at has been freely given to you to be bait, to be used as to, as for fishers of men, to be fishers of men. And, and that's really what we keep that perspective of going, all right, we can lip sync. We can perform live, we can make a video, we can do this, but it's, it's all to bring people to say, hey, do you know Jesus? Do you know that he loves you? Do you know that he can radically change your life and that his, his ways are higher and his plans are greater than you could ever hope, think, or imagine? Laughter is indeed the best medicine, so please catch these wonderful viral video creators, Kristen and Danny. That's Kristen and Danny Adams. This Saturday night at Rolling Hills Community Church for Date Night PDX's Comedy Night. So, Kristen and Danny, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you, Thank you, Mike. We We look forward to being out there with you guys. When we return, more about Date Night PDX on Difference Makers. You're listening to Difference Makers, and this Saturday night at 6 p.m. at Rolling Hills Community Church in Tualatin off I-205 Exit 3 
It's the return of Date Night PDX, Date Night Comedy, and we're very, very happy to have Dr. Jim and Carol Shores. You may remember them from Acts of Renewal. They've been with organizations including Focus on the Family and Family Life. Jim and Carol are very gifted at igniting rooms with great comedy and a theater called Acts of Renewal. And as professional actors and speakers, they've entertained audiences nationwide. So thank you so much, Dr. Jim and Carol. How are you today? We're We're doing doing great. great. Happy to be here. Well, we're very happy that you're going to be at Rolling Hills this Saturday night for Date Night PDX's Comedy Night. So let me cut straight to the chase. What exactly do you do with Acts of Renewal? Well, we, uh, we love to write comedy sketches. And uh, so that's what we'll be presenting will be comedy, getting people to laugh out loud uh, at the mistakes and realities that they make in marriage. As well as kind of have fun with the actual reasons why we got together in the first place and remember what that is. So there's a lot of material that is very funny and there's nothing like having a room full of people laughing at things that you thought you were the only ones who did this or thought this and so that's what we get a lot from people saying, I, we just felt like we weren't alone. Like, I can't believe this, that we weren't the only ones to do this kind of thing because everyone was laughing, but not in a bad way, like in a great way. It makes a great community event. People always ask us, were you in our bathroom this morning listening to us? And I say, no, we were in our own bathroom <laughs> having that argument. We, yes, we have endless, <laughs> endless material. Yes. Yeah. But the end goal is to encourage marriages uh, embedded in the comedy are principles, uh, kind of timeless solutions for the things that people face. Uh, So we talk about good communication skills and we talk about, oh, forgiveness and thinking the best of the other person, uh, changing how we think uh, everything would be fine if they would just change. And I think one of the things in our own marriage that we learned of is the importance of recognizing, looking at our own hearts of where can we change? How does that, what does that even look like? And how do we get the strength to do that? And of course, for us, that comes very much into our faith with God and um, his ability to do what we're not capable of, which is love in a way that's not so selfish, which um, I don't know if you're human, you deal with that. But the uh, fun part of um, what we're going to be doing is the, we're going to do two acts. And the first act is going to be a cutting from a presentation we do called Communicating with the Opposite Sex, which is all about that amazing thing called communication. And um, it's kind of like a sporting event. You want to? Yeah. So we'll uh, act out, uh, you know, how a typical argument might go in terms of miscommunication with one another. And then we'll pause it and we'll ask the audience to yell out possible solutions of what we should have done. And some of them are really profound and some of them are stupid. And we play them out uh, according to the audience's suggestion (laughs) and uh, let them have their natural consequences. And we learn a great deal from that. And even the laughter, there's never any mean-spirited laughter. It's really like we're all in this together and we're all learning so, so we we do this whole thing that I think the passion we have for this kind of work comes from some of our own backgrounds. Yeah, I came out of a, a divorced home. Uh, my dad left home when I was 11, turning 12. And it was just really painful for me. Um, and, you know, I understand marriage is very difficult and people make choices, but 
I saw my mom and dad really struggling and there was nobody there to really come alongside them and teach them how to improve their marriage. Um, they just weren't having a lot of fun. And um, I wish someone had come along to instruct them of just how to work on their marriage and invest in it so that the fun would come back, the delight would come back. So that's my heart of why uh, this means so much to me to be performing and getting people laughing and realizing they're not alone and give them hope as to how they can begin to work on their own marriage to make it better. And for my parents, they stayed together, They, um, but we had some dysfunction in my family and um, went to church all the time, but still there was no one to just to teach my parents who both came out of um, homes with alcoholic dads how to kind of communicate, how to deal with anger, how to have a conflict that didn't sort of mean you had to annihilate each other. And so a lot of our marriage was us both learning how to be married in a way that was healthy, and that's an Mm -hmm. ongoing journey. So part of our delight is to share some of those things we learned along the way. Ironically, it was writing material for Christian speakers who are speaking on marriage. So we'd have to do the research, and we'd have to, like, talk about where yeah. <laughs> how it applied. It was sort of God's sense of humor. I was like, well, we need to help Jim and Carol with their marriage, so we'll make them write theater about marriage principles so that they'll learn for their marriage. <laughs> so that was how God uh, instructed us. And so we share some of that, some of the uh, benefits of what we've learned with other people. So we're um, hoping to offer a little bit of wisdom, but it's not cheesy wisdom. It is down in the trenches how do you just love each other better for a, a healthier marriage that just kind of affects everyone around you? And I, at the end of the day, honestly, we just point to the power of Jesus in the midst of our marriage to have the power to be able to change and grow in the trenches of marriage. So that's that's really important. Our second set that we're going to do uh, for this event is is very fun. I'm going to leave it a little bit of a mystery because we are, we want to save the best for last. But it is a piece that will make you laugh, but also just speak to the heart. And that we've had so many people come up and just say, "I needed to see that piece. I needed to experience that because it's so true and it's such an encouragement." So I think that's the end of the day. We want it to be a date night that, like, makes you glad you're together mm-hmm. and causes you to have more things to talk about. And I love this idea of having a date night a week for a month. Hmm. Great, great idea. We should do that. You'll be reconnecting with that special person in your life at Date Night PDX. Date Night Comedy featuring Jim and Carol Shores of Acts of Renewal. So I have to ask you, when was your last date? Oh, we went to D.C. That's right. We, yeah. took, um, we had a performance in Washington, D.C., and so we went early. And we spent a day being nerds at the Smithsonian. Carol is a huge American history fan. And uh, so we were at the American History Museum. And then we, I love the Ford Theater, yeah. which they've recreated and learned so much about Abraham Lincoln pres- presidency. And this is what I loved about Jim. He, when we first met, I was I had for years been an interpreter at Louisa May Alcott's home in Concord, Massachusetts. She wrote Little Women. And so when we got engaged, I brought him back to meet all my friends, all my um, all my tour guide friends and my best friend in the world who's 
the director of the house. And so we had a tour that went on for probably, I don't know. The rest of my life. (laughs) We went from room to room and we're telling all these funny stories. It's late night and we're in the house by ourselves. And finally upstairs, someone goes, where's Where's Jim? Jim? And I was down at the bottom of the stairs with my head in my hands. (laughs) It was past midnight going, can I please leave this house? How do I get out of here? Please, someone rescue me. I was delighted that in the Ford Museum, he was taking longer than me. He read about every single thing. So it's kind of interesting how you can start to merge together a little bit more the longer you're married. Well, that's for sure. So where in your relationship did God put it on your heart to put Acts of Renewal together in the first place? It really was a natural outgrowth of our marriage. We were both writers, and we met working at a Christian theater company in Houston. And within two weeks of just dating, Carol asked me to look at a theater piece that she had written, and I edited it. And so, honestly, from the beginning of our relationship, we have written and acted together. We were acting for four years in that theater company, went back to grad school at UNC Chapel Hill in theater. Carol got her MFA there. And um, a friend of ours called us towards the end of that and asked if we would write theater for a national conference in Southern California. And it was it was a recovery conference. Right. And um, and that was something that was near and dear to our hearts because we both had had journeys of addiction and recovery. Mm-hmm. And mine was with an eating disorder that I struggled with for 12 years of my life. And a year into my recovery, I wrote a one-woman show where I played seven different women either going into the illness or coming out of it into healing. And it got aired on PBS, and that kind of opened the doors for our ministry. And so this conference which was a bunch, a whole group of people who they were just so open-hearted, desiring to become whole, well, and broken people are so amazing when it comes to worship because there are no masks, there are no defenses. It is so open-hearted and beautiful, their openness for transformation. Mm -hmm. So we created material for this conference that was kind of close to the bone, and um, it was it was powerful and funny, and we and it happened to be that we did this a week before our wedding. I don't recommend that for anyone. <laughs> <laughs> well, but, stressful. But, we did it, and but we it survived. Was, it truly, the response showed us that this was we were going up the right the right path mm. in terms of using our gifts and making a difference. And I think that was an exciting start for yeah, us. Yeah, so that that was the, a week before our wedding, and just we've been doing it ever since. And we really saw how God used yeah. our gifts and talents to speak into people's lives and hearts. And that has been an amazing journey of our marriage and our lives. Mm, yeah. It really seems that you were friends and colleagues before you ever considered getting married, Jim and Carol Shores. So was there a point where God changed your hearts to be a good couple together? <laughs> we're all or nothing. So, um, so uh, my first day in Houston, I was um, at a Bible study at our theater company. It was the AD Players in Houston. And there was the front foyer in the, of the theater, and the, there was a wall of mirrors to the side. Yeah, so in the lobby of the theater, there's this huge mirror. And I was checking out Carol in the mirror. Like, who is this pretty girl? And... She, 
our eyes met in the mirror. Because I was checking him out in the mirror right. as well. And we knew what was up. We knew we were checking each other out. So from the, we never had a platonic relationship. <laughs> we just started out dating. I mean, within two weeks we were dating and the rest is history. Now, during that period, though, part of our journey of healing and recovery is we started out as sort of the beautiful couple. I don't mean that we're beautiful, but we were like acting the part of being the beautiful couple with our entrances and exits. And part of our journey was learning to become friends with each other, with our warts. Uh, you know, we had to go to what I call the burp and fart stage, uh, where we're true, real people with one another. And we had to really become you know, naked and unafraid before one another and to see one another's ugliness and sinful nature and invite Christ into the middle of that and into the middle of our relationship as a dating couple. And I think that's why we have had a successful marriage because we have from early in our dating relationship just really, really been dependent on Jesus to have success uh, as a as a relationship to be able to change yeah yeah to be able to have that power of change definitely and to be real part of it but i also think a big part of a relationship right from the beginning was the laughter because the first date we're we're he has this dotson card that was camouflaged he came it was like spray painted camouflaged camoed and we get to the end of the street and he turns left and the passenger door flew open and I went, Wah! and I go grabbing from the door and I look at him and he goes, Oh, it does that. <laughs> Grab the door. <laughs> and so, but rather than being appalled at this, I thought it was hilarious. And I think that's, I think it's kind of fun that we get to entertain people and make them laugh. But he makes me laugh, like, a lot. Mm. And she makes me laugh all the time. So we really enjoy each other's sense of humor, and it's just a natural outgrowth of who we are together is making other people laugh. So rather than make it sound like we're all that perfect, our, no. <laughs> our journey is forever learning how to communicate better, yeah. how to love each other better. And um, I say I'm light years from where I started in this marriage, but it is an ever-growing, ever-growing journey. And I think that's part of why we want to encourage couples at whatever season of life they're in, that there's hope. And it does take work, and it does take the power of God to get over some humps, but the enjoyment factor is worth it, too. Yeah. I mean, we teach on communication because we're lousy communicators. Uh, and we've gotten a lot better. But I mean, I can remember when we first got married that I remember saying to Carol, I was like, if I don't say it out loud, I'm not responsible for knowing it. And she would say to me, well, if you don't say oh, it if, out if loud, you don't say it out loud, hey, there we go. Yes. Well, there you have it. <laughs> so if you don't say it out loud, I'm not responsible for knowing it. And she would say back to me, well, that's not fair. If you loved me, you would just know. And I was like, that's crazy. So. I think every couple struggles with that, and those are the types of things that we like to share. Jim and Carol Shores are professional actors who also use comedy theater to communicate in the most entertaining way about real issues. In this case, don't miss them this Saturday night at 6 p.m. at Rolling Hills Community Church as Date Night PDX is bringing Jim and Carol Shores as well as Kristen and Danny Adams for 
date night comedy. It's more than just laughs. It's building up your marriage. So, Jim and Carol Shores, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you. Thanks for having us. All the links are on the Difference Makers page at truetalk800.com, including datenightpdx.org and Jim and Carol Shores' website, actsofrenewal.com. That's actsofrenewal.com. Thank you so much for joining us on Difference Makers. Difference Makers.